What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Here is the Scenario. <laughs> Full title. Here is the Scenario. No contraction. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Brendan Saglow, being joined with me as always. By Mike Cannon. And also... Mike Vini. Uh, welcome to the show. If you're new, welcome aboard. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, basically what we do here and we're pretty much abandoning it forever. <laughs> you know, like I, I'm cool with never reading questions again. Are you? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a great safety net. It's a safety net. Yeah. We run out of things to say. Yeah. net. And then we, uh, we'll get into some questions and we'll ask hypotheticals. What ifs Mary F kills. We haven't gotten a Mary F. Kill in forever, and I'm kind of grateful Thankful. for it, to be honest. That that one sucks ass. Thanks for the jaw. Yeah. Um, and if you'd like to send us questions, you can go to patreon.com slash scenario pod. Yeah. As well as get just two years oh. before giving up on it completely um, <laughs> of just content and stuff that we put out. My well produced. Early raps. Too well From produced? your boy. from sa Early Sag Daddy. Yeah. Pre-EP. Pre P pre P pre P pre come E P um and just like everything we were just thrown at the wall you know pandemic to now you know and yeah I mean, yeah which I think is very interesting it's our own little channel and it's a uh, little it's a little time capsule yeah and to get through it would you'd have to uh, by the time you're done you'd you'd walk out you'd have a big bushy beard by the time <laughs> if you were to if you were to uh, watch everything that we made you'd come out you wouldn't know who the president was yeah. you wouldn't know. What you know, anything is. I mean, you'd look around and go, "Who's MGK?" You so, know what I mean? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Are you personally taking Jimmy Buffett's death really hard because of the way I'm dressed? <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Actually, yeah. You know, I I resonate. Uh, okay, hold on. What am I trying to say? Resonate. Here? I resonate really well with uh, that lyric where he goes, uh, "Some people say that it's a." Woman to blame, but I know <laughs> bum, 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 it's my own damn fault. Uh, sad news. I didn't know everybody was a huge fucking JB fan. You know what I mean? I, I, I thought used, he was a I fucking used, joke. I used to actually, <laughs> <laughs> I used to do a bit about Jimmy Buffett too, which is like, it's basically on exactly that. No, it's we like, saw you try to capitalize on I did instantly. <laughs> instantly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> RIP. This is where I'm performing. Yeah. Jimmy Buffett, you mean everything to me. Come out to Chicago, the Den Theater. Instantly. Instantly. Oh, you gotta, I've room. done that too. Yeah. You gotta yeah. do it. Hundred percent. Nobody really cares that he's dead. <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, but but I but I, I didn't have I didn't even put that bit up. I just which I guess I should have then. But I just put that guy that psycho crowd work guy from it. But um, yeah. but well, it, you just, should you should put it back. You should go. Still thinking. Oh, still struggling about my man JB. <laughs> well, it's funny because I grew up like in my household. Like my dad had that. Um, Jimmy Buffett is his greatest hits album called like songs, you know, by heart. Yeah. Which, and it's got that That's bright yellow great name for it's a great, it's a great cover. It's just yeah, bright yellow, red lettering script just is such wow. an easy, like our original logo. Yep. Yeah. Just, it popped. It's awesome. And it's like, all those songs are like, so I grew up like Jimmy Buffett was like very prevalent around my household of like, I know all those songs. And then when I worked at Splish Splash, they played Jimmy Buffett all the time. So it's like, so I, I always felt like he was one of those bands 
that got like shit on, you know, the nickelback. So he got lumped was in beach nickelback. Yeah, like yeah. like the you know <laughs> like akin 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 to like the um the Shane Torres Guy Fieri thing where you're like, if you actually look at it on the surface, like that guy has the life that right. every single one of us wants. Like yeah. he knew exactly what did Jimmy Buffett really do? <laughs> yeah. Anybody? He like all he <laughs> did. Excellent. That's a good. If you know Shane Torres, yeah, that's great. Excellent. Uh, that's great your best impression. impression. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. Um, Damn, I'm rooting for him then. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. First time I've ever had a positive thought about Shane <laughs> and his career. He's um. It's just like it. He's his like the guy figured out who he was and what he wanted to be and just was like, I just want to enjoy life, sail around the Caribbean, drink, enjoy life, smoke weed. We fucking... Was he an smoke. alcoholic? No, not really. I mean, he everyone like, who likes him is? No, yeah. he, de he definitely like, definitely got after it, but he yeah. wasn't like, I don't think he, he never like went to rehab. There was never yeah, like yeah. that kind of, but he, um, yeah, which is another reason why he's like a fucking hero. He kind of got that like, the patriotic, like, nah, man, I'm cool. I'll just fucking have a few margaritas. That's yeah. hilarious. Smoke That's a little a, weed. A, a hero to an, a, a, a non-alcoholic, an alcoholic that doesn't know he's an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everybody told him to go to rehab. He never did. Uh, you know what? A hero. Fuck you. I'm your problem now. <laughs> exactly. He's the, the, a master of moderation, you know? <laughs> uh, sure. But yeah. he, um, But he was like, he just came out with a song too recently, like a couple of years ago. With, I with, hope I don't die soon. With uh, <laughs> stop calling me Jimmy Buffet. Yeah. Like he literally, <laughs> and named after Mike Cannon would actually like this. He had a song with Paul McCartney, and I think the song is called "The I Think the Gummies Just Kicked In." Whoa! I truly, yeah. It's so it's like he's he's like a um, look into me suing Jimmy Buffett's estate, please. Not to right. mention the fact you get a lot of money because that guy was worth over half a billion yeah. dollars with the with the with the cheeseburgers in paradise. The Margaritavilles, which also there's a Margaritaville like retirement. Resort. No, not just resort. There's resorts, but there's also like a retirement community of that, which my mom was like, there's the resort in Times Square. Sweet. My mom's like, put me in that. You any, know what I mean? Any retirement. Um, oh, it's gotta be uh, awful. Any retirement I'm having is going to be filled with edibles and shit. And then they, uh, <laughs> and they're like, you know, the ones in Florida, it's all like legal, all that shit too. So it's like very easy to just like, you know what I mean? Question. Do either of you see yourself retiring? Like, is that it, when, when you like, not dream of dreams, but just in your actual career track, how you're going to do it, whatever, blow up or not, or, or just make a good living. Yeah. Do you see yourself just kind of retiring and stopping? I hope short answer. No mm -hmm. long answer. I, I, I hope that I can get to a point where, um, I'm, you know, people want to come out and see me and, you know, they want to come out every year and the older I get, I can just, I can retire in any place I Feel want. I don't, I don't have to live in New York. I can, I can live in like Florida or something. Sure. And then like, I'll, I can go to the nearest comedy club and like, you know, and have still have that fun. And people are like, oh shit, he just right. stopped by, you know what I mean? So like a, uh, you're more of a, this is for fulfillment than career. Right. I'm, I'm like Tony Hawk. Had you're you're going to have money. to fucking uh, pull me off of that skateboard. Yeah. I feel like I, I use, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, there is not a world in which I can't imagine myself performing stand up comedy, but the idea of like continuing to push the career, I would love, I would, I would love to retire. I think more and more I'm looking for like a five year window where I make a crazy amount of money right? That's and then I'll disappear. That's, that's right. literally, if that's motivation enough for you guys, <laughs> I was just about to get say, me yeah. out of here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, <laughs> five years. that is, you don't understand that is like, 
absolute best case scenario is to have like a five. You get it in yeah. while get you know get as much shit as it while you can, dude. I I was just talking. Don't, to I don't like that you kind of poo pooed it though. But say <laughs> best case scenario. It is for all of us. Is that know, we get a five year window of making an absurd amount of money, and then yeah. it only, I was just talking to Santino about this. How we're like it's like absolutely embarrassing. It gets stand up comedy gets so sad the older you get because it's like such a new art form now where it's like after like 50 it just starts getting like 5% sadder every year when you're watching that and it just I, I think I get what you're saying but I, I even George Carlin at the end it's like it is my fucking hero and that guy it just is like it's just a brutal I disagree I liked some of his stuff and I thought there was merit to it considering the entire arc of how he went because sure. I was, was re-listening to like people were uh, John Stewart talking about it and he was saying how Carlin went dark and he became like he he liked when people died and yeah. he was anti-human and he's like I actually look at it as completely opposite he sounds like a letdown person like a letdown optimist he that is. was bummed out by people and yeah. it's like and the more and more that I go through life I identify with that and then I want to kill more people. Right. So well, I totally get it. He, he said his whole thing is he thinks that the the human species is like a flawed, like it was like a genetic mistake. Like it was like the, the, yeah. in the in the potion of it, it was we're a flawed, failed species. So he's like, so when you look at anything through the lens of that, it's easy to come up with like oh, skewing yeah. towards the like none of this really matters because sure. he's like, it's all like a... It's like when you fuck up making an omelet and you're like, well, that's the messed up shitty one. So you're like, of course, the shitty one's going to have eggshells in it. And it's going to, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, that's all part of it because we are this like. But that was his initial tract. His initial tract was one of like, he w he hated things throughout his entire career, yeah. but he was pro-individual. Well, that's actually yeah. exactly what he said. He's like, I love people on an individual thing. He's like, it's when we get together that I think that yeah, we're yeah, until he started getting even older at that point. Then he was like, fuck everybody. <laughs> yeah. I'll die. I mean, I've read Last Words like 15 times. Me too. I, I, I fucking love that it's book. It's so good. I think, uh, I, I think the older you get, the funnier you can be. Like, I if you're just not being like too cool for school, like trying to be dangerous kind of shit where, you know, we've talked about like the, when you're old and you're trying to be this like dangerous kind of like comedian, it's so fucking lame, but I, I think everything can be lame. And I also think that if you're an artist, you'll figure out a way to express yourself as authentically to yourself as possible. Right. And if it's lame, let it be lame. I don't give a fuck. If I age into lameness, then I guess that's what he happens to me. Aged in the well, that's, yeah. that's the thing with, I think, with stand -up. It's like stand-up feels very much, there is like an element of it where it is like, you know, it is akin to rap in that it's like the older you get, the harder it is for people to kind of be like, you know what I mean? To like even care, let alone like to care about your take. It's like but hearing I, a new... The richer, maybe. I don't know if that's older. It, it, there's some, there's definitely ageism all over the place, but it, and I don't know this this applies to all to all uh, industries. So hopefully this isn't boring everybody. But it you know ageism in itself, it's like you could become the rickety boss at your job at wherever you could completely age out of your 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 business, all that stuff. Ah, he lost it, and it's gone. It's just hard to think of that's like, like four hundred milligrams. It's hard edible. to think of like a seventy year old, or you're oh. like that's the best that guy is. You, I think you, if you're doing something long enough, you reach, it's almost even no, like... No, but who, why, why do you need to do the best you've ever done and why don't you just do the best you can do? 
You can, but I'm saying the best you could do, it becomes diminishing returns as, as an athlete. As sure. you get older, you're like, yeah, you can still, an athlete, a 50, Michael Jordan today is still significantly better than any of us will ever be at basketball. But diminishing returns for whom? Like, obviously the audience, and that's fine. The audience will be what it, be, what it is. Yeah. But like, if you still love it, if that's how you express yourself, right. if that's what you love doing, sure. Then why is the return diminished? Like, do, do you see yourself being like, yeah, I'm just done doing stand up. I don't, I don't need to do this anymore. Like the Eddie Murphy being like, I just don't need this. Sure, or just being like, I'm, I'm old. Nobody cares what I have to say. I think like blah, creating blah, blah. in terms of like creating comedy will always for that. It, there is really no like retiring from it, which is also kind of like a thing of it, I guess, unless you're <laughs> Eddie Murphy and you could just retire from Santa, but then you're making movies or Adam Sandler or anything like that. But I think it's just like the pursuit of being like 65 and going to like the Des Moines funny. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. The yeah. most sad yeah. thing I've ever heard in my no, life. No, and, there's uh, way sadder shit, but yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> I've worked with several comics where listen, if, if I continued on not even now, but like, let's say like five years ago where I was first starting to headline. And there are people that like just start headlining and their name never kind of gets the traction that they want. They're always just either a fill in or an off night or a papered room or whatever. I'm right here, man. And it's Come like, on. I'm, I'm saying we all, I know, uh, I but I'm just, but I, making a with joke. that, it's like, <laughs> Oh, and he lost it again. That, no, no, that is like, th that sucks. And that is sad. But again, it's like, who is it sad for? us watching it and seeing our comedy mortality in the way that it's sad for us to see a friend die right. or like get sick or whatever, or is it sad for them? Like there are guys obviously that I, I've worked with that are just fucking miserable 10 minutes into comedy or they're miserable 30 years into comedy sure, and they're right. poison, poison Name names. But I've also met people who are 35 years into comedy. They live in fucking bum fuck New York, wherever they tour, they make 40 to $50,000 a year, which they would make as a teacher or, or, you know, or even whatever. And they're like happy because yeah. they're doing exactly what they want to do. Yeah. Cause you're, if you're like, I still need to, the only, the thing I would retire from and go, I'm never going near that shit again is like online shit and like right, Instagram right. and all that stuff. But like the need to perform is well, I think the I, see, I think yeah. the I think the fulfillment for a lot of those like road middles or whatever is I think actually like the <laughs> road large... utility acts. There's like yeah. there's guys <laughs> that are fucking you're like open for them one time and then they host for you the next week and you're like what? Yeah. <laughs> How are you I, going down? Yeah. I think uh I think a lot of that though the, a lot of that fulfillment is actually not from stand up it's from like family life and stuff like sure. that. Like cuz there's a lot of guys who are like in their fifties that you see or whatever that, it, that are like divorced kids are out of the house. And they're like, this is like them midlife crisis searching for something or just being like, I started this when I was young and then I had these fucking kids and now that they're out now I can finally pursue my, and now they play. It's the bitter ones. You know yeah. what I mean? But I think that most people who are like, I'm happy because I have my wife, my kids, everything else. Like I love my family. I also get to do this, which is fun. So I don't need <laughs> the validation of getting famous and getting successful. It's, it's not like, so we all started where comedy was the only thing, right? That was our love. That was our whole life. That was our dedication and our calling. And then the, it, it's like, then you, your girlfriend or whoever you're with is like almost supplemental fulfillment to that. Right. Where it like fills the whole, you're, you're approaching comedy, but the other stuff is like helping, helping seal the ship and helping like keep it, keep it on the water. And then it shifts to where you have a family or you get married and you have a kid and then that becomes the fulfillment and the comedy becomes supplemental. But that's where, in my opinion, I don't know about anybody else. I, I think I'm working my best with that. 
with, with comedy being not the only thing. Of because course, when comedy was yeah. the only thing, it's miserable. that's when I was the most suicidal. That's when I was the most like, like angry, upset, just unfulfilled and really just like, right. Just upset, devaluing myself because that's, that's the only thing I had to grade myself by. hundred percent. Having being a dad, being all that stuff, like, it definitely helps keep the whole ship afloat. It does. Yeah. And there is something about To finish the metaphor about the boat. Seeing your <laughs> seeing your heroes sort of die as as they well, age. I'm getting seasick from this conversation. As <laughs> as as they age and seeing your heroes all die one by one of yeah. like, you know, the greats of some of the greats that are still doing it that you're like, all right. You know what I mean? Like, like it was like one of like they're they're running. There's a couple stumbles there. You're like, this isn't this isn't what I remember, but I love them anyway. You know, that kind yeah. of a thing, which is like, that's what I'm saying. When you're like, it kind of gets a little bit more, especially the more fame you get, which again, you talks about, again, this is like the oldest thing in the book, but like every single person that's very, very famous is like, it's not, it's not it, man. Like yeah. being here is not it. This I, not I wish I could want. know that it's not it yeah. while sitting yeah. on a hundred million dollars. Uh, right. Like, sure. It's not it. Drinking a fucking pina colada yeah. out of a coconut. Mm, See, so miserable. Me, I'm, like, I'm, I'm for, unhappy as they kick their slave in the nuts. Yeah. For me, I'm <laughs> yeah, like, Ryan, they I, go, oh, I have my credit card on automatic payments. I don't even look at it. Yeah. Like, Dude, if I ever got you, if I get to a point where I can just do, uh, where I can just do like small theater runs, you know what I mean? And do that. Like, yeah, I don't need to ever be like, I want to be an arena comic. Yeah. Where you're like, I'd rather if I could do Radio City. That would be the apex of my like. Just I mean, in terms of September twenty uh, second. Yeah, I, I look. <laughs> at I'm closing from the beginning of DeStefano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, are you? You're doing you doing Radio yeah, City. Doing Radio that's City. that's, yeah, that's yeah, fucking really so fun. cool, dude. But so even taking it away from comedy for a second, because there's something about this aging thing, like living on Earth longer. Which uh, Nicole, you're 26. 27. 27. So even like when I was 27, the cycles of life had yet to emerge for me, at least. Like there were things that I found out and, you know, you know that as things progress, you're in danger of repeating this or in danger of these things. But like as you're in comedy or in life, you literally watch the cycle of stuff happening and it all moves in that way. And you're like, Fuck, man, this really, this impermanent, there's something to impermanence. And that, I think that helps in, with perspective where you're like, none of this shit is lasting forever. Yeah. What may seem like is forever. Like, I remember we talked about last episode, reading a special thing.com. As I'm reading that, that website will be my favorite website for the rest of my life. And all of those comedians will continue to be famous. That's like in my mind at that moment, what I'm thinking. And then right. as you, as you live long, you're like, Oh, that just like kind of filtered its way out of my life. And yeah. then they just came back as a network. So they're still kind of operating in a thing. And then these comics are doing this. And you see like the ebb and flow of career and the and the journey. But uh, but just that kind of stuff to where it it, it seems much much more linear at the beginning. When you start, everything seems like it just kind of moves in a line. And then as you go, this is nothing new. I guess this is just what idiots think of when they're high, but it's like <laughs> things, it's just- Progress it's, isn't linear. It's, yeah, it's all over the place. But that's, and that's what's right. so strange too when you talk about like, you know, I, we know many comics that are doing like theaters and everything else and selling out crazy amounts of tickets. And, and from what I glean from them, they're like, it's just- like the second you get to theaters, they're like, well, you have to do this. Like you have to just keep they your agents and everything. They just want you on the road to make as much yeah, money you're like off a you fucking as possible. Public company. And then the second, <laughs> yeah. the second you do that, then they wanted to get you to arenas. And once you get to arenas then they're going to want to get you in movies. And it's like, 
there's no time for you to ever sit back and enjoy the ride because it's just like, what's now? Oh, you sold this out. Now we're adding a show. Now keep promoting that. It is. There a- is if you dictate it though. They, so with the adding shows, especially this is what I really admire Chris for this because he's turned down a lot of money to yeah. do this because he's like, I'm not adding shows. Right. He's like, if it sells out, it sells out. That's fucking awesome. He's like, I'd rather do another night. I don't want to do fucking two shows in a night. I'm not trying to squeeze as much money from these people as humanly possible. Right. I'm trying to preserve my sanity and allow me to live some sort of like yeah. a semblance of, of normality. That's what I love. And he, I've noticed a huge change in him over the years. Totally. And, and Tim is the same way where Tim's like, I don't, he's like, people do, he's like, you know, other comics have done like eight shows at the Chicago theater. He's like, I'm fine with one. They're like, do you want to add another one? I was like, no. Yeah. You know, he's like, I, and he was like, I could do more dates. He's like, but then I would, he's like, I, he's like, he's got a house in the Hamptons. He's like, I have a house in the Hamptons. Could I have a bigger house in the Hamptons? That's closer to the beach. Yeah, probably. But then I would have to do more dates in which <laughs> case I wouldn't be able to enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you yeah, know of what course. I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. in order to get a yeah. bigger house, you would have to work of more. Course, yeah. And then that's less time you're spending at the place that you now can afford. So you're like, sure. so you're not actually yeah. enjoying any of it. You're just, I'm, I'm you're, just looking at it like, I mean, I don't even like I could see that in my future, but I'm not like that's happening. I'm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm like, I'm not like being able to even play theaters as a headliner. Theaters. Even being able to play the theaters as a headliner would be is like, I'm like, gee, I hope I even fucking get to that. That I think you're speaking from a place of, of uh, insecurity right now, because I bet if you caught you at a confident moment, you'd be like, fuck, yeah, I yeah. can see that. And fuck, yeah, I should. Sure. Do that. Because there are times yeah. where like. You know, the ebb and flow of our self-confidence is another thing. And again, this is for all industries, not just comedy. Hopefully this is not too much inside baseball. I think this is very interesting. But but it is like... uh, Nicole, is this interesting? Yeah, and I think this is like relatable to, like Ken saying, all types of careers. Like I've been thinking about this a lot recently too, especially within, you know, I'm just like an adjacent to you, but within Mm -hmm. our like scope of entertainment... Growing up, the only idea of success is becoming really famous, like becoming like a Leonardo DiCaprio. So I feel like recently for me, I'm trying to redefine what success looks like for me and where I would be comfortable. Which is a very, I mean, and and off exactly what you just said. Here's the thing. Ten. Let's go back to what Mike said. Ten years ago, (laughs) if you had asked me, if you had asked me, if you had said that exact line. It redefining what success means to me in my mind 10 years ago. I'd have been like, well, that's a person who's failed, you know, who realized yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've, yeah. they're never going to make it. Yeah, yeah. So this is them lying to themselves to convince themselves like, well, I don't need to be Kevin Hart because like, it looks like it sucks anyway. But that's also like, part of the delusion you need to push through the yeah. initial fucking impossibility of sure. This but it's yeah. like, but I find that like, that is so true where it's like, yeah, no, it's like truly being Kevin Hart looks like the most exhausting nightmare I've ever heard. Like there's some people are built for it. Yeah. I'm not. No, he is. is seemingly very much is like somebody that has that brain because I I listened to a podcast. Stefano told me to listen to it, but it was Kevin Hart talking about finance and I can't find a topic that I want to kill myself more to (laughs) is just fine because I'm just illiterate. I'm a dumb money guy. I know how to save obviously, but when it comes to investments, when I mean, when NFTs and all that shit were happening, I felt like I was underwater and everybody was getting well, now rich everyone that and bought I N- wasn't. NFTs is underwater. Yeah. Exactly. But you know that you know that feeling of yeah, just like and then scrambling the and that's that's how everybody loses their money. They're like me and then they freak out and spend all their fucking money. Right. But like Kevin Hart, the way he was talking about how he shifted focus from being a comedian to then being a businessman is like he's like, I'm still a comic. That is part of what I do. He's like 
But at this point, I would be a liar if I said I was a comic first. He's like, right. I'm always a comedian. I'm always a stand-up comedian. He's like, but I'm a fucking mogul. He's like, I'm a huge, I got my hands in a lot of different shit. He's so he's, like, uh, he's got to have over half a million dollars in the bank. Half a million? I mean, half a billion. <laughs> that guy's got to be worth at least 200 grand. Yeah. Half a billion. Half yeah, a at billion. this point, he's just oh, like for a sure. funny Steve Jobs. I just, I find like, it, I also, I don't want to, fo- it's, it's fucked up because this is, this is my brain, right? Where I almost think that me thinking about finance is giving up on art. Right. Which is a which is dumb. That doesn't make sense. But that's kind of what I've been, I've brainwashed myself into thinking. Where it's like, no, somebody like Kevin Hart. Where is he completely my cup of tea with his stand up or whatever? It's like, no, not I at all. He's funny though. Like he's I definitely get, funny. I get why he is like. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I don't well, think- he also said he's like, I'm not trying to be funny for you. I'm trying to be funny for the world. You're right. right. <laughs> which so is it's like, like such a right. so different. Yeah. I mean, na- like. All of the comics that everyone, you know, the quote unquote comics, comics, which I know like diehard comedy fans get obsessed with. You're like, most of them have a pretty modest bank account. Sure. You know what I mean? Where you're like the comics, comics of like, well, those are the guys making the real art out there. It's like, yeah, but also Carrot Top's doing his thing, too. And he's fucking sure. killing oh, it. Yeah. So you're like, you're like, who's to say? Yeah, there is the simplistic. Maybe it's like surface level comedy, whatever, like, you know, negative connotation you want to attach to it. But you're like. There need not every like David Tell can't do Kevin Hart's act. You know what I right. mean? Like just like Kevin Hart well, can't do for one do, specific reason. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Hart can't, a lot of words you can't say. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Hart can't do David Tell. You know what I mean? It's like dip, people different people have their own way of like communicating their their art and everything. And it just is like there is a funny thing to where people like you know there's a lot and the comics are notorious for this of like tearing down other comics. Just like we are tearing down celebrities in society where you're like yeah but that guy sucks and you're like. Well, that arena doesn't seem to think so. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like objectively, seventy thousand people think that that guy's funny, and two hundred and fifty think that you yeah. are. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> so like, the, the and I think this is like a pandemic switch of focus too, where we've all seen people have a reaction to it. Whether it's like I mean, my father-in-law, whether it's radicalizing or whether it's realizing you want to start a family, mm-hmm. there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of reactions to it, and I think it made some people, it made me, it like hardened my focus for sure. I mean, having a, ch- a kid did as well, but then the pandemic on top of that and all the uncertainty of, with our jobs, uh, definitely like, you know, it, life finds a way you're forced to find a way you're forced to find money. But the pandemic, I think is the first thing that put into my head, that idea to get back to the original point of not retirement, but of just like letting go Enjoyment. of the idea that I have to be this forever rocket ship of of never give up, Rudy Rudiger, nose <laughs> to the fucking Notre Dame, play like a champion today. Like, uh-huh. it's sports have fucking... It's athlete mentality. Yeah, dude, sports have brainwashed me into being a psychopath. And for one, they've it's great. It's, it's the reason why I've been able to achieve or do almost anything, because at base, I'm a nothing. So sports have just dragged me up the hill. But at the same time, they've also given me an endless will that will not shut off unless I'm killed. Right. <laughs> and Nicole, what's your... What's right. your uh... Nicole, can you clip that and send it to me? <laughs> <laughs> right. I also think that... Uh... Oh, fuck. I had something. But yeah, I think, I think it's the sports shit. But I also think it's um, probably the same reason that any of us got into this, where it's like you don't feel like you like good. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like... I will feel amazing about myself and I'll feel good and complete and the hole in my chest. That wasn't at you. Will, like uh, ribbling of sweat down my arm. 
the hole in my chest will fill once I'm whatever successful that I think I'm going to get. Once I can reach this ceiling that will be there, that that yeah. will be there yeah. when I get to that point and everyone go, stop, you're, you're the most successful person in the world. You've figured it out, blah, 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 which never, never happens, which is the reason why we're like, we got to keep fucking going. The doubt, yeah. in, the doubt in so many I mean, Chris Rock's might, you know what I mean? Where yeah. he's constantly like, I don't think I'm funny. You're like, ugh. And I think this you is know very what? relatable to any other kind of business. Well, do you know well. what I've been doing? As long as we avoid calling people like citizens. Civilians. Civilians. Like, oh my God. You know what I've been doing? Uh, this was a thought exercise and something I've tried to journal about as well. I've been journaling. Thank you, Nicole, for the uh, impetus to that. Is that the correct word? Impetus? Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Impenis. Um, impenis. Thank you for the impenis of that. But is like, is not... It, like I've constantly, I'm like, what's next? All right. I did it. Gramercy. What's next? Like a uh, special what's next. What am I doing next? And it's like, I've, I'm trying my very best to not even necessarily celebrate the successes, but actually focus and celebrate on the things I've been resilient through. And the fact that I've like faced a lot, you know, all of us, but uh, I'm talking from a personal perspective, but it's like the things that I've literally just had to fucking weather through, get through, made it to the other side and then still had the ability and bandwidth to push forward and create something. Yeah. I'm trying my best to let And I know this is GA way. I'm just feeling <laughs> that's, I'm just speaking for the voice in my own head. Uh -huh. And, uh, and, but it's like, it's, it's what has kept me on track. It's what has kept me from you guys know the last six months I've been a fucking nightmare mentally and emotionally. So the one thing that has like kept me from losing my mind. And I told you this earlier was like, one, I'm not, I'm not going to let anything or any entity make me stop this. I'm going to, I, I sure. would if I'm ever stopping, it's on my own motherfucking accord. Right. And two, I'm also not going to let any like uh, internal compare despair shit discredit all of the stuff that I've done, considering that we started this from zero, truly zero, yeah. where nobody said we should do it. We had no, <laughs> yeah. we had no, we had no nepotism or leg up in the industry. No, and yeah. you just decide you want to do comedy and you write jokes and you get on stage and all of a sudden, 15 years later, you're doing a podcast. Now, most that, people say you shouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, I, remember, I remember, though, I've kind of like always felt this way. And, the, and I do think that the, the podcast, uh, the, the pandemic did solidify that too as well though. But like, I always felt like the, let me do a special. And then the second it's out, it's like, what's next? Like I've right. always respected like, like what Ari does where he's just like, like life experience I think is so vital to art and creation of like going. And people are like, I remember the amount of people that used to give Ari shit for being like, you just fucking leave for like a month, dude. And just fucking go to Sri Lanka. Like, what are you a fucking idiot? You have all this like Robert you, Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you have all this momentum. What are you doing? Stay in a tiny house People, in Panama, dude. <laughs> you have all this momentum and you have this heat and you're just walking away from it. And you're like, yeah, because that's what keeps him sane and makes him create better things. And I'm like, I always thought that right. that whole like this is like building a special or an hour of comedy is legitimately, you know, figuratively, very figuratively, is like scaling a mountain. And it's like. The second you get to the summit at the top, it's like, or get to the peak of it, you plant your flag in there and like, we're just supposed to slide down and then immediately scale it again and right. just do that for the rest of our lives. Sounds like the most hamster wheel rat race where you're like, if you don't enjoy while you're up there and take in that view for all that you just, like you said, all that you accomplish and have been able to do. Or just and, made it through. Then made it through and <laughs> yeah. did it. It's like, it's so joyless. That's how people become right. joyless and miserable and then only focused on 
not the the work, but they get focused on the results. Can I right. take it off people and say that I have been that? Like I have been joyless. I have been that person that sure. is not like that. This is why I'm taking such active steps to to combat this. Is because alone. I mean, I I was like bitter six months in. Like you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. Like there's it, it, it's weird, man. I can allow. I I'm so affected. I'm so sensitive to shit. It sucks, but I'm so sensitive that I can let stuff really affect my perspective, my personal view, all that stuff. So it's like. It, it, I need any trick or any kind of external force that I can either manufacture or conjure mm. to get through this that I can. Right. And I think the biggest comparison comedy has to climbing a mountain is the amount of dead bodies you see on the way up. Anyway, um, so leave <laughs> us a five-star review and come see us on the road. Uh, thanks, everyone, for coming out to the Manasquan. Manasquan. Algonquin This will be out by then, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, yeah was it was a great. fun show. Sold I can't out. believe. We added four shows. Yeah, and I can't believe that lady blew me. <laughs> <laughs> see us Before on the road. The yeah, see us on the road and subscribe to the YouTube and uh, just tell your friends. That's Maybe. right. And we're doing a live pod at Skankfest, so if you are planning to be in Vegas for Skankfest, come on out to that. It's going to be hilarious. So many guests since we have yeah. this fucking... I'm sure know, just like this year, it'll be up last against minute. Big J's special taping. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. But we packed it out. I mean, packed it was out like... Even with Big J's special taping. So yeah, yeah, it was totally. full and uh, we got a lot of really great guests and you can actually watch that live episode on our YouTube right now. Totally. Yeah, check that out. <coughs> Feeny, what do you got? Go ahead, I'm okay. Uh, in, uh, yeah, late, late October, in October, I'm going to be in fucking Michigan at uh, Mount Clemens, Michigan in Emerald Theater. That's October 6th. October 7th, two shows in Columbus, Ohio at the Attic Comedy Club. I think Chappelle's going to be there actually tonight. Uh, that's a new spot in Columbus. I've heard it's great. LA, I'm going to be uh, in you in October. Levittown, you name it. A lot of dates coming in. Washington, D.C. Mike Cannon Comedy. October 7th, the Den Theater. For the love of God, stop making me promote this. Let's just sell, <laughs> let's just sell it out and I'll never have to mention it again. October 7th, the Den Theater, Chicago. Tell your friends. Chicago. Buy tickets right now. Mike yeah. Comedy.com or thedentheater.com. Uh, you can also see me uh, coming. I have more dates coming up on MikeFeenyComedy.com. I just posted a bunch, or by then I will have anyway. Those, uh, and uh, go subscribe to my YouTube, youtube.com slash MikeFeenyComedy. And thanks for uh, thanks for being Thank you here. for being a friend. And thanks for being a friend. And uh, this uh, Saturday, I'm in Seattle at the Hereafter oh. or or Hereafter, whatever it's called. I want to say the... Here 242. Here 242. Um, so come on out to that. Tickets are available right now at my website, brandonsagla.com. Yeah. Nicole. Nicole C. Lines on Instagram. Subscribe to the YouTube at Here's the Scenario. Nicole, tell us your latest revelation. Yeah. My latest revelation? Yeah. Well, I feel like one of the hard things that other than like, you know, redefining success. One of the hard things is that like video editing used to be my hobby. Mm -hmm. So it used to be like a creative thing for me that made me feel really happy and fulfilled. But since making it like my full-time job, it makes me feel, I don't know, I like dread opening my computer. Yeah. yeah. And it, which like, I don't know, it kind of feeds into the cycle of like not being able to be creative i guess it kind of sucks doesn't like, it make you feel like there's almost no avenue to happiness <laughs> right yeah, but yeah. i mean that's kind of why i'm like i mean I'm, i think i'm really like in the same mental zone as you guys where it's like trying to check in with myself and be like 
I don't know. Like if I could send a picture of what I'm doing right now to myself, even just a couple years ago, I'd freak the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, but it's so hard to take those moments and like feel good about it because you're constantly hustling towards like because you're, right. you're in it. Right. You're in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like but, you're a greyhound chasing the mechanical rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two weeks ago, I was in a terrible place, uh, but now it's like his house. Is, but now I'm like, it's such a great, like, <laughs> life, it, it really does come in waves. No, it just ignores it. it. Just uh, keep going. I don't even. Yeah, keep on going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, but now it's like. I'm just happy that there was a laugh. <laughs> yeah. In the body, I feel like I've just been so I like it. sensitive. I, I like it. In fact, the, uh, we'll get back to what you were saying, but the, the non-laughs make the, the laughs that we can get out of it. It's like Sopranos. Exactly. In that bigger. way. We um, are Sopranos. We've already yeah. had a podcast that was Sopranos. This is Breaking, this is breaking Bad. Yeah. And I'm the retarded oh. kid. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> Walt Jr.? Yeah. He wasn't yeah. retarded. <laughs> yeah, he had something. Cerebral palsy? Cerebral palsy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Metzger called him Elbows McStutter Crutch, and I almost shit my <laughs> pants. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, though. What were you saying? That's I don't so know. funny. I lost it. <laughs> you're, you're saying you're in a bad place. Uh, yeah, but then it's just like a lot of that does come from like being like either overwhelmed or having too much, like, like I said, I found like recently like that just organizing things and like tasks and like, you know, the, the making lists of the thing, which sounds so simplistic, it really does help like the stress and anxiety levels of being like, oh, okay. It's like, it really, it is this weird thing of like, it breaks down the little, like little baby steps of being like, oh, okay. That even when you're like, ah, shit, I did. Cause I'm constantly feeling like at the end of it, before I had Leo, it was a regular thing of being like, there just simply isn't enough hours in the day. That's all there is to it. There'll never be enough hours to get everything I need to get accomplished in a given day. Now it's like one eighth of that time do I have. And I still feel that way, but weirdly enough, I'm getting more done now because I'll see during, I have a laser focus on the things that I'm trying to do when when I have the windows to do it. And I feel significantly more accomplished because I don't feel like I'm like kind of drifting aimlessly. Like, yeah. oh, maybe I'll do a little bit of this. Maybe I'll do a little bit of this. Now I'm like, no, this is what I'm working on right now. That's 100% of my focus and nothing else needs to matter as much. And it truly, it truly does help. And you can apply that to your regular life, people. All you civilians sure. out there. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> all you, all you uh, coal miners, all you normies, right. <laughs> all you normies. There's nothing worse than hearing comics like uh, talking talk like, like they're like, fucking green, like berets. legitimately talk like that. Because I knew you were being ironic, yeah. but it's like legitimately being like, yeah, like green berets being like, you civilians. Yeah, I'll have like, a beer with a civilian them. after a show every once in a now again. Oh my god, it's so fucking brutal. Yeah, that's what I love about it, though. Like the comedy, like the good part of it is like for me, it's like getting to travel, getting to see new places, especially places I would never go, and then like meeting people from all walks of life, and like and just even like again, like having a drink with like people at the bar after the show or something like that is like, you know, for every lunatic fringe weirdo that comes up, there's always like, I even like those. Yeah. yeah I'm me saying, too. Like, you get stories out of those. You get like life experience. You know what you I mean? Meet, you I'm ever a, meet I'm people. a fringe weirdo. Yeah, guy. of course you are. You ever meet people after a show and you're just like, <laughs> wait a minute. That was a, that was a fast and hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stop me anytime. Man. Come on. <laughs> I'm a fringe loser. Who's but, never gonna. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but you ever meet sure. the, like somebody or a group of people after a show that are so fucking preposterous that you're just like, nobody else has my life. <laughs> like nobody yeah. that I, 
I know that I grew up with or that I've been around could possibly understand even what just happened to me in the last five minutes. Right, right, it's, right. It's People, it, there's like, you know. Oh, I have a great story for this in, in particular. Exactly, yeah. I was finally that was seen. in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> this is, no, this is a, this is a great so we all experience this as comics, right? Of somebody that we don't know taking a shot at us because we're comedians right. and it's just part of it. It's totally fine. Right? So this guy, I was at B tags house and we're having a great like family part, like crew's there. Nicole's there. Families are around. We're having a good time. I'm not, comedian Mike. I'm family Mike with my best friends having a great time. I'm standing next to this absolute fucking shit stain of a man that uh, B-Tags <laughs> is friends with or somebody's friends with. He's got a he's got like parted to the side hair that somehow thins both here and at the ends. Like it's like a fucking it's like when a dandelion gets lit on fire. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> so he, explodes. he sucks and he's standing there looking like a fucking like just a bait like an absolute Beta male Webster dictionary, right? <laughs> and I was talking to Tim, I was a uh, uh, Rothschild, and I'm like, this guy, man, he's just been like pecking at me for the last like 10 minutes. I don't know what he, is he's going He's probably on. the funny guy in his group of friends. He wasn't. He's actually the asshole. I found uh, out he's the fucking asshole. Oh, and really? I found out Sometimes at a wedding, he got tackled through a fucking uh, a table right. at a wedding. So uh, as, as I say that, right, a, um, my friend's wife, introduce who is a TV producer introduced me to a friend and she's like she's been so nice about excitedly introducing me about like oh this is this is Mike he's a comic he's doing yeah. great blah 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 and and the the woman was the wife of shit dick and so she's <laughs> like nice to meet you and the guy's like yeah I've been hanging out with him for a while he hasn't said a funny thing yet oh there's so many of those and I like just, comedian what? not very and funny. I literally yeah. I looked at him and I just looked at Tim and I go do you see what I'm saying I go, wow, you saw that, right? Great. And Tim yeah. goes, I can't believe that just happened. I was like, I told you, dude, there are people that are just fucking assholes. Yeah. And I'm just saying this like he's right here and I'm talking to him. I'm like, there are people that just don't know right. how, to, how to behave socially and they're just fucking assholes. And he's like, I've never seen that before. He's like, you just brought it up and it just happened. I was like, I've never been seen like yeah. that. It's a yeah. good move. It's definitely a good move to like do that. You, I, you know, I, tried to do that to a crazy person, which was oh, a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do that. Cause I like, there was me and Jess were on the subway and there was just a guy like gawking her. And I, I was like, well, what do I do here? I can't really, you know? So I just, uh, and she noticed it and I turned to her and I was like, people, Men are so fucking crazy, dude. Like, it sucks that you have to deal with like oh, shit you like that. Fucking white knight. Yeah, well, I was white knighting in a very sinister reason. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't like I'm going to make her feel good. You posted a fuck her. You posted a live blog on the train. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he said. literally like turned to me and he's like, "Yeah, I do do that." Like he like called my bluff yeah. basically, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, brother, yeah. signed up." Did for you a say boxing? You should have just been like, "Why?" Yeah. Why though? I don't want to catch myself being like, and then I'm asking the drug addict why. <laughs> you know? It is but, funny though, because I find, I think it's just the nature of our, I find myself like never bringing up that I do comedy no. unless like, and even when I'm asked, it's like, uh, because it always results in someone, a lot of times I will say it's like, Nine out of ten times is met with like excitement. Like a lot of people, are like, oh yeah. fuck, that's all. You know what I mean? It but used to be special though, but now people are like, me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Oh, so I you also have a YouTube channel. I'm also yeah. on TikTok. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, I'll follow you. What's your account? Oh, uh, you have uh, fifty-five thousand followers. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, I do uh, dumb toilet paper reviews, and yeah. I have six hundred and seventy-five thousand. <laughs> right. Well, right. it's like I just noticed, like you know, like when I in the jujitsu place that I go, it's like everybody, like I don't. There's a few people who go there that like know 
that know me from like comedy, you know sure. what I mean? But like, but I never, I never like talk about it because everybody that goes there for the most part are like police officers, firemen, military guys. Yeah. And they all like, they're all actually listen, badass. And they have yeah. like a camaraderie of being like, yeah. ah, I just got off like an 18 hour and I got to go yeah. back on in three. And like, they're all, you know, like, Bill, and so it, I, I'm never, they're never like, Mike, what do you do? You know, like it does it. And I'm not going to inject it into things. Cause one guy, I was like leaving and he's like, dude, he's like, I fucking, I saw your thing. Like I saw you were on a poster. Like when I was going to LA, I like, some, you know, like Santino or Bobby Lee shared a poster of a lineup that I was on with mm. him. And he's like, I was like, that's how I fucking know this guy. This is fucking all. And I'm like, oh, cool, man. He's like, how come? He's like, you don't, is that? I was like, oh, I just don't like talk about it. And he was like, oh, do you like not want people to know? I'm like, no, I don't tell anybody. I was like, I just am not going to walk around yeah. and be like, hey, hey, I do jokies. It's like, right. I'm not just, going to jujitsu in a comedy seller t shirt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, but it, it is a very, it is a very funny thing, though, because then it's like, you know, it is also fun when people, the state of comedy now, people are like, oh, fuck, like, you know. So you like can't say anything. They're like, but <laughs> I don't like, even get I have, and as, it ruined me. Yeah. <laughs> and I will again. And I, and I can't stop now. But it is fun to see, like, and I don't ever, like, take this personally. I, I do, like, really enjoy to see. Like certain people, like you know, some of like the fireman guys, like, do you fucking like? You ever like, like, do anything with like Shane? You know, like Shane Kidd. Yeah, you know, right, it's so yeah. funny. You're like, yeah, man, I know him pretty well. You know, and then, like he's right. whoa. And it's like for us, it was like growing up, it would be like, it'd be like, oh, you like, you've got to like do shows with Bill Burr and like, yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. Rock. like you know that guy. And now it's like you know Schultz and you know fucking <laughs> Shane. And it's like, yeah, dude. Yeah, like, and I'm like, yes, and I'm also a person. <laughs> <laughs> Please, for God's sake, and I do it too, and I do it too. Yeah, it's funny. Like we we really are the only um, job, I guess, where people come up to us and they're like, "Fat fuck." You're like, "What?" And like, I listen to the show. <laughs> you're like, "You're gonna lead with insulting me?" Well, dude, that, I don't know about you. And Cannon saw this firsthand, but at the Gangfest last year, yeah. there were a few kratom doubt crazies that uh, kratom doubt kooks, right? Crazy kratom. I mean, kooks. you saw it. With me too, yeah, yeah. Where people yeah. were like, where people were like trying to like nag me in person, and I just was like, no. remember that one dude who's like, hey! he's like making fun of me, and then tried to fist bump yeah. me, and I was like, absolutely not, get right. away from me. And he's right. like, oh, you can't. And I was like, no, dude, why? And then he tried to like come over to you. He's like, no, he doesn't fuck. And you're like, no, dude, like <laughs> you get out of here. He's yeah. my friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's just like, <laughs> you're like, meet me later. I'll, I'll yeah, yeah, find yeah, you. Yeah. I got a lot to tell you. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so funny though when people just have that thing of like, I get it. Like you're. It's very voyeuristic. Like I, I think I'm good friends with Conan O'Brien by listening to his right. podcast. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And I know if I met him, we would really get along. But I, I understand Conan it. would hate me. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, I, I just oh, I, the opposite. I would, uh, <laughs> yeah, I would jump at the opportunity to do just about anything. With yeah, him. yeah, it would take me a lot to not be hugging him. Yeah, I will get a hug, and I will be forcibly removed from the premises. I'd walk in, just be like, "What's that called, monorail?" (laughs) (laughs) And he goes like, like, "Yes, yeah, Yeah, this sucks." (laughs) Goes right back into the green room, shuts the door. But that used to be my my goal. Be escorted off the lot. One of my main goals in life used to be to get on Conan. Not even the, not even Letterman. It was to get on Conan so that I could meet and hang out with Conan. Now it's like I just want to get high enough where I can. Meet, get on Conan's podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's actually a much bigger show. <laughs> that's what's uh, that's what's cool about Aziz. And I heard this was uh, Aziz was off. This is when Fallon before he had the Tonight Show. I guess he was offered like his first late night spot on Fallon. And he's like two years into comedy. And he goes, No, I'm gonna I'm gonna break on Conan. 
Wow. <laughs> like, he knew that much where he was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do Fallon. I'm going to, I'm going to actually like debut on. Conan. And not only that, now he has leverage. He can like, yeah. he can like show the Conan people. He's like, look, I want to fucking break on your show, but the tonight show. I mean, he was already want. being, everybody was trying. I'm going to break on Conan. Yeah. <laughs> I was just talking to him about, cause I was like, I heard you used to perform at Ha, which was like the first club that he I did? ever got past at. And that was always the legend was like, wow. oh, like Aziz just like, stopped working here like a year ago you know like he's like getting like and this was 2008 or 9 or something and I was like and I asked I was like is it true you used to perform at Ha and mm. it was just like and he like had that thing of being like <laughs> he saw like a Vietnam that was my old life yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. where he's like, like yeah yeah <laughs> I go up to Aziz who are like, you and what do you know <laughs> it's like Mad Men I go up to Aziz I'm like Arlo and he's like no one's told <laughs> yes. that name in yeah. years it's like you know my name is Andrew yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like so it's one of those fun things of like I knew about his like up where he was like yeah dude I, I thought you went Arlo <laughs> yeah. went Andrew I know Arlo is very uh, fun I thought his real name was Andrew I was like he's, he's, uh, I just talk, the, picked the whitest name or just like non, <laughs> <laughs> non-cultural But it name. is, uh, yeah, it was a fun, and he did. He did start there. No shit. A, yeah, dude, he started there and he was like, I used to just, I just, you know, trading war stories of that. It is, that's a good thing about comedy. We can, and that's why comics like talking comedy with other comics is that every <laughs> comic, whether you're a fucking middle feature in the middle of the uh, country. <laughs> he goes, whether you're a middle, he points <laughs> yeah. right at me, whether you're a middle. Whether you're a middle. <laughs> or <laughs> whether road dates are tough or whether you get dates and you're them out. Yeah, yeah. yeah or you're desperately. Or you're yeah. doing good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either or. Um, I Every comic can talk that language of like, yeah. oh, dude, I did a, like, oh, you did fucking uh uh, state theater. Oh, I've or oh, not mm. state theater. Uh, what's that? State college PA. And you're like, yeah, I've done shows in PA. Uh, know, that fucking what was it? That's the Ramada Inn. Thing, yeah, whatever, yeah. Uh, yeah, state college PA and that Ramada Inn where all the football teams that went and played uh, Penn State would stay. And so it's like huge. And in the middle, they have that almost like arboretum or what is it? It, it almost mm, looks like an burrito. estuary. Like yeah. it, it's like a dome, but it has all the flags of all these schools that came to play there. So it's like kind of cool. And then you get to your room and it's a murder scene. Yeah. It's like a haunted <laughs> old yeah. hotel. Yeah. Uh, I've never done this. That was the, that was the one room that I, and I took a video of this, of which was, I think it came out very funny. It was, it was, I think I had a bug zapper in my room. I <laughs> went into my room my God. and went into the bathroom and there was inside the bathroom, there was a second door that connected to another room. Mm-hmm. And the person, <laughs> the bathroom door on my side had a chair wedged underneath the door to prevent someone from getting that's how i walked into the room and went into my bathroom and there was like wedged underneath like someone's banging it holy down to get shit. in oh my I god i had to sleep there <laughs> yeah. holy shit that's fucking and terrifying. then i left that day and who else was on that show with me that guy that comic micah bolton no what's his name michael bolton like He's- the singer he got into a horrific car accident on the way home. Oh, I remember this PA. story. You told this story. And then he, got, yeah. he got stuck. Up, he got, he got like stuck up there oh, for, like, right. for like a week. And what then he was in name? like the hospital. Like Sullivan or something? Mike. It's close, but it's something like that. Yeah. But he's a really nice Well, R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about your death. Um, <laughs> and I think that's the show, everybody. Because we got to be out by 430, right? 
That's right. Should we do one question. Let's do, yeah, let's question. do one question. <laughs> and not a question. Yeah. Peas well, masses. hopefully you guys enjoyed that co- that yeah. conversation. Obviously, uh, I'm insecure about it, but I think it was uh, cathartic and necessary for the yeah. three of us to have. I Listen, think the YouTube probably... comments weren't going to get better, and <laughs> yeah. no matter what true, we did, true. maybe there's some like blind spots of them being us being like crying about comedy, and people are like working in a, a minefield or whatever. I'm sure. But, um, I don't think we were ever field? like a minefield. Who are our listeners? Think, Farmers think, in Iraq. One thing that I think is insufferable <laughs> about comedy podcasts, which when people t- when comedians talk about comedy, which I don't think we did at all, is complaining about comedy and social media and PC culture. Because yeah. that's all what everybody hates listening to. Nah, and I don't no, think we did any of that. Health. Look, this is like an episode that I would listen to when I was younger, so <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. whatever. It's a very special episode of Here's a Scenario That's podcast. another thing. Hi, I'm Mike Cannon. I play Zach Morris on TV. <laughs> we should put a thing after the show's over and be like, we learned a lot today. Well, yeah, somebody like, should deliver it, and then we come in from the sides and be like, and that's right, tune in next week and turn your say guns no in. no to drugs. Little Richie from Family Matters walks in. <laughs> All right, uh, this one comes from M.W., Here's the college scenario heard on an earlier episode that Cannon went to Geneseo and my boyfriend and I just graduated from there last year. Young guns. Out of the three, who's the the one most likely to transfer schools for a girl, (laughs) drop out of out for a different uh, lifestyle or graduate with honors. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I did graduate in honors. Did you? I would say I graduate. I have an associates in honors, and then I have my uh, Geneseo thing, which I think I've talked about on the show. But I graduated from Geneseo in 07, and then a year later, I didn't walk because uh, my parents were going through a bitter divorce at the time, so I couldn't possibly want to gather my family in one place. And uh, a year or 18 months later, I was sent a letter to my mom's house saying that actually I'm three credits short and the three credits are public speaking. That's hilarious. Wow. So I don't have my bachelor's degree. I've, I've lied about it Just on send every them resume. All your, yeah, no I have. One, I've, no I've since emailed, I've, I've emailed Geneseo and asked if I could actually pay for the credits and present like I'll I'll give a sp- I'll do a show I'll do whatever yeah and they were like fuck you dude we don't give a no. shit I'm like I'm gonna bury you on every platform <laughs> I'm ever on and they're like yeah right and I'm like I'm dude, playing the long game it is funny because I really am like a person who I'm like I did two of those three things where I I graduated early for a girl instead of dropping out it was like I was with Erica at that point so was, I graduated in three years instead of four so I took like is extra- she older than you year older yeah she was a sophomore I so I graduated I took like extra classes. Like and then took classes during the winter and then the summer, so I caught up. But I also was like, I want to be fucking out of college and go into the real world. Like the whole like college, like we're just sitting and drinking for five years. I saw that as like a waste of my time. I wanted to get done with school and start fucking living a life in New York City. I should have just done comedy. Genesee was such a fucking waste of time. See, I'm I'm glad you had a good time. I, I had a good time. It was such a fucking waste of See, for me, I don't think it was a waste either because I learned I learned how to edit there. You know what I mean? Like I learned like, but I also went to school for like TV and journalism. So it's like. That actually helped. I mean, it would have been awesome if I went to like an NYU writing tish. movie writing yeah. tish kind of a thing. But yeah. you know. I got more I got more TV production, radio production, and all that shit experience from Rockland Community College mm. than I ever did from Geneseo. The only thing that I really loved at Geneseo was I learned First Amendment law. That was one of the communications classes I took. And as a comedian, that's fucking awesome. That's great. You yeah, you learn the difference between like malice and whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I that I'm I'm grateful for, but I guess I I 
did my first open mic, but it, yeah, in terms of I, that's right. My first show too is I more or less just pissed money away to get blackout drunk, and yeah. I was actually, and I stopped doing school. Like I, I just stopped. I yeah. stopped doing academics. I stopped doing homework. I I would go to class like fucked up. I was like finished as a student. So like Van Wilder. Yeah. It, it was it was le- it was worse than that. It was like I had a three nine three in in community college in the honors program, which yields like Harvard. Like they yeah. go to Harvard, and then I fucking had like a one. <laughs> like right. at Geneseo, I think they tried to boot me. I did, it was crazy. <laughs> Van Wilder in like a shitty upstate New York college where it's like yeah, and he so ends up losing at the end. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> oh, and all the girls are just fucking pigs. Instead of his dad bailing about, his dad rips a poster off his wall, causing him eight hundred dollars in damages from the meadows. <laughs> Is that true? That so happened the to you? Day my fucking father picked me up. Amped. I know the day right. this will be it. But the day my father picked me up from school. Uh, first of all, he did it begrudgingly. He did not want to do it. One, I found my fucking iron upside or down on my fucking floor completely on. So it burned, seared a hole in the carpet, cost me 1500 Oh, my God. And then my dad, I was like, hey, dude, like, let's be careful. This is my final poster. I couldn't peel it off. It had that little tack stuff. Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, yeah, totally. And then, like, the, I guess he forgot. And the last thing is the poster. And he just goes, Whoosh! And he ripped off the paint from the whole fucking wall. Oh, no. And it cost me like an additional 800 or something Jesus like that. Jesus Christ. I mean, those places fuck you over. The, they sure. bend you over a battle. And he's still time. feeling it. Join the Patreon. Patreon.com right. slash scenario pod. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next Thank week. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Scenario.